Last time on Trials of the Apocalypse. The one true thing about my department uh-huh. is the headmaster is Skeletor from He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Every year, I host a uh, dancing skeleton party. The university was built on top of uh, some catacombs. Oh yeah, you'd find me in there a lot. Mm, That's true. Yeah. The department head disappeared on a dig a very long time ago. So (laughs) for years, we have just piled everything administrative onto a non-existent department chair that may or may not be dead. The third foca. Are ancient glasses. Liam does not need glasses. The function is to enhance. The target is denizens of another plane. Who is convinced you're constantly adjusting their perceptions? This would happen to be my teaching assistant, Mm -hmm. Burton. I take no personal responsibility for the deception you decide to bear, for it is your mind that has accepted it, not mine. The true thing about the mind-bending department is during orientation weekend or like campus events, the table for the Department of Mind-Bending has things that are genuine things and other things that are illusionary representation of those things. So (laughs) is this a pencil or is it cake? (laughs) Is this a calculator or is it cake? (laughs) So we're three weeks away from the end of the semester and there are yet many obstacles waiting to be overcome. Chief among them is an email that each of you received from the dean's office at 3 a.m. last night. I myself am not checking my phone because I'm in the middle of uh, my experiment in the basement of my house. I can't hear you over my chainsaw! (laughs) (laughs) Liam, did you see the email? That email was something of just great disgust. No. Uh, Of course, the dean is uh, Thomas Whitmore. The assistant dean, you all know, is Miss Dinah Might. And she has a beehive hairdo that is an actual beehive. Piglet Day is more important than ever this year. My arch rival, Brad Blanagan, his son is going off to college this next year. He's going to be coming to our Piglet Days. We need to steal his son from him. If your department secures enrollment from Brad Flanagan Jr., then I can guarantee you whatever funding your department might need for the following year. You have your marching orders? Get out of here. After my nap. After your nap. Yes. The rest of you get out of here. <laughs> Liam runs away. <laughs> <laughs> Woody follows. Uh, as you're leaving, he's like, now Maya, we've got a cushion for you right here. I'm just tucking it under your head. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and uh, you all head out of the dean's office. Uh, time is not something we have to stay directly tied to in this game mm-hmm. in, in the sense that like we don't have to stay in, in moment by moment. Uh, time passes in school and sometimes you like look up from what you're doing and are like, wow, it's been three days, right? That's just the way it is. We are Monday, three weeks before Piglet Day, which is on Wednesday of finals week. So you have two full weeks and then half of a week uh, before Piglet Day. Your department might have already been doing some kind of preparations for it. 
you've all been tasked with it. So it's actually, I guess I should ask each of you. <laughs> Liam has the Department of Artifacts and Relics. Uh, Zach is shaking his head aggressively at me. Uh, has the Department of Artifacts and Relics been doing any preparation for Piglet Day? If that is another duty that we delegate to the chair. Oh. Um, <laughs> we we haven't admitted a major in years. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about Woody for the Department of Mindbending? Has there already been any prep? Yes. So the Department of Mindbending specializes in providing real slash fake things and giving away those things such as the caculus, whether is it actually cake or is it actually a calculator? You don't know, but you're going to get one of them and hopefully it's the one you enjoy. So <clears throat> what I'll say is uh, to to everyone, that is what you've been prepping, but you're going to need to go above and beyond this year for Piglet Day. Mm-hmm. So what he needs to think about what he wants to do to to go even further beyond for the sake of the Dean's request or just totally blow it off, depending on what you're into. Uh, for Maya, uh, what has your department been doing to prep, if anything? This is the part where I ask, are we supposed to know what it is or are we making it up as we go? Uh, no, you're absolutely making it up as you go. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. My department has been, uh, you know, like popcorn on a string you usually mm-hmm. do around Christmas? Yeah. We do that with bones. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Why not? And uh, decorating the front of our hall with like quote unquote streamers <laughs> and uh and like a, a beaded doorway instead of a, a regular door, but also bones, mostly femurs, because they click clack better. Okay. So you are decorating the building with bones. Are you doing any kind of presentation or anything? Something to wow the kiddos. We're doing like a group project where we all pitch in to make one body. Oh, okay. And Love so that. uh each of each of the students are like paired off with each other and they're in charge of like a, a body part or mm-hmm. an organ or like stuff like that where they have to uh, stitch all these pieces together and be collaborative and all that. Oh, what I love is about that as a thing is that since Piglet Days now falls in the middle of finals week, they have to do that all while <laughs> doing I mean, it plays like into their finals anyway, yeah. where um, each individual person has to make their own body so they can kind of like double up on that and use the same things for their project. Mm. Are the are the bodies they're making, they're making the bodies of pigs, so it can be like a Franken-pig? It is a, a pig man. Oh. The, the presentation pig is a pig man. I love that. It's uh, good. It's just a matter of do the pe- are the pieces going to match? Is it going to be the same color? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, is it from the the correct animal? Kind of thing. I like this. Are we yeah. just in the Nether in Minecraft? Yeah, making a zombie pig man. Exactly. Okay, I'm here for it. Yeah, no, but we fair. didn't get approved for swords, so he doesn't get to wield anything. Mm. I like to think that half the people in your department would be. Like Maya, and half the people in the department would be like April from Parks and Rec, and <laughs> those are my people. I, they thank you for introducing this world to me. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's lots of things going on in your lives right now. You leave this meeting here in the early afternoon, uh, late depending on how you think of it, uh, from the dean's office. You have this new complication that's been thrown into your lives of having to figure out come Piglet Day how to woo Brad Flanagan Jr., who you know nothing about except that he's the son of 
the dean of your arch rival university, Glory Staff College. So immediately after leaving the office of the dean, um, we'll come back to Maya because Maya uh, hung out there and we'll probably wake up later and go do something. <laughs> but uh, she does not actually sleep. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, she was just saying that because it's it's just something she likes to say. <laughs> Nap time as in break time as in neither one of those. She's just going to go back to work. Okay. <laughs> so you hang out there for... So she just has a free pillow. You get the pillow and then she just stands up and leaves with the pillow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to I wanna touch with Liam first uh, as you and Woody both leave. I'm assuming you don't head to the same place as Woody works in a different place. And even if you're avoiding work, you probably want to go somewhere else. So where does Liam go? You've got finals week coming up. Do you do have any grading on your horizon? Like, oh, is all of that no. handled by our TA? Everything's handled by Okay. Then what is your day-to-day? Um, very, like, go wherever the winds take him. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam is going to the site of his most recent dig, um, the dig that he's been doing lately. Um, and... Uh, he'll take back out the, the glasses and, and put them back on um, mm-hmm. because they have like special sight things mm-hmm. going on. And he'll put the dagger back because he doesn't want all three of them to be like conspiring within the bag against him. Mm-hmm. So he figures that he needs to separate them all again. But uh, when he returns to the dig site, he does take out the book for a little while and like pokes around in there. It's kind of a ritual for him, mm-hmm. trying to understand what's happening in the book and seeing if the book starts reacting to anything. He waves it here. Yeah. Uh, every time you open the book, it like sighs contentedly like, oh, <laughs> oh God, I was in that position for so long. <laughs> oh. My pages oh, have good. gone numb. I'll flip to, flip to page 235. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there it is. That's a good spot. Not 420? Skip to page 420. <laughs> <laughs> so we can release it. <laughs> there's like a tried leaf in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a leaf diagram in that page. Yes. Um, <clears throat> now page 69. <laughs> uh, so you, you flip through the book. Uh, as is your ritual. I think you're at maybe your current dig site. Um, what is it, and why is it in the middle of an Arby's? <laughs> well, so he's trying to figure out what happened to the RBQ. Oh. Because I don't know if y'all remember the RBQ, but it was the best thing to ever happen to the human race. Um and Arby's <laughs> just discontinued it at some point when I was a kid. And then they brought it back very briefly as a shadow of, of its former self. Anyway, Liam desperately needs to know what happened to the RBQ. So he's digging in the middle of an Arby's <laughs> to learn <laughs> the source of this. <laughs> he he has like the wet floor sign set up around his dig site yes. because they don't have like actual stuff to block it off. And or they do, but he's too lazy to get <laughs> you it. You seem official enough, and the employees don't care. <laughs> you're just able to do this. Uh, so, yeah, you're like, you're down to like at least shoulder height deep in the earth that you've broken through the concrete subfloor. You think you've like just poked and you found like there's a hole into some sort of sub room underneath. There's like a basement that you've just discovered. Uh, you're, you're, you are uncovering the secrets of Arby's. And I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, they have the meats. 
Arby's if you want to sponsor. <laughs> uh, you 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 take a, a seat to to rest. There's like a pile of rubble in the hole you're digging uh, that you you sit down on for a minute. Uh, and the book, uh, once you finished, you know, doing your your light reading, you had deposited it back in your bag. Um, while you're doing the digging like this, the the dagger keeps clinking around. Um, and so you you put it back in the bag with the book as well. They're like having some light argument or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're muffled, like, you know. but that's unimportant. The classes, since you left the dean's office, have been completely silent. They haven't said anything obtrusive or uh, annoying or trying to micromanage or direct you at all. Um, they've been totally, totally silent. But as you're sitting here taking a break, it's been hours now. It's, you're into the either the evening of that day or this might even be the next day. I don't know. What do you think? Is it daytime out or is it night? I feel like at this point it's well into the evening. Yeah. So you've been you've been digging here for a while. This Arby's is like set to close soon. Oh, yeah. Like they closed the lobby an hour ago. Oh, yeah. 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 Just the drive through still open. <laughs> <laughs> so you hear like Arby's. No, I. you don't hear anything. We're too deep in the earth now. I don't want to have to put in background Arby's voices. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a number two. I got a four and a two. No zeros. They got rid of the chicken cordon blue sandwich too. What? I'm very upset. Yeah. Oh, I liked that. Keep I liked it too. It was so good. Anyway. <laughs> we, we have to know. Keep digging. <laughs> they just keep taking pieces away from us. What will be left? <laughs> the meats. Uh, but... As you're sitting here taking a break, the glasses finally speak up. And it surprises you a little bit because like when they talk, they're like right by your ear. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of loud. Yeah. Uh, But they pipe up. Liam, do you have a moment? I'm a little busy at the moment. You seem to be taking a break. Just go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want to intrude. You are literally on my face. Just well, just if go. you're being so kind, <laughs> I know we've been together for a while now. Is this a define the relationship conversation? Because I'm not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've been together for a while now, but when you brought me to the dean's office, it was my first time being there before. Same here, actually. And I sensed my purpose in that room. I did not. Liam, will you help me bring the world back into focus? What does that mean? (laughs) Back into focus, Liam. Sure. (laughs) I know we've been together for a while, but my purpose was there with the Dean. I'm not going back in. (laughs) Liam, you said you would help me bring the world back into focus. What do I need to do? My purpose is in that room with the Dean. So you, like... You want me to just give you to the Dean? That's too forward. I wouldn't. I couldn't. But yes. 
Okay, but I'm not going in. Liam, help me. Help bring the world back into focus. You're my only hope. <laughs> help me, Liam Webb Kenobi. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, yes, but like now? <laughs> well, maybe a lunch date first. I'm not getting lunch with the Dean. Well, not you. I'm. I know we've. Wait, you. I know this is. Wait, got it. wait, hold up. You eat? No. Well, then why are you getting lunch with somebody? Just earwax. We just. I feel like I need to know him better. I. I uh, didn't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Will you help me, Liam? Uh, Yeah, sure. Sure. Just, like, tell me what to do and when. (laughs) I need your help so that I may fulfill my purpose. Uh, Yeah, you've said that, like, five times. What do I need to do? And bring the world. (laughs) (laughs) Liam takes the glasses off and puts them in the back. Back into folk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you put the glasses away and like like oh what are you doing down here no usually I thought you were up like (laughs) I don't want to talk about it (laughs) Uh, Liam do you return to your hunt for the Arby's oh yes it consumes me Uh, is this a delve deeper yes yeah I think so Okay, uh, so as you conduct this dig inside of the Arby's... <laughs> David is so upset. <laughs> when you spend... So Delve Deeper is... <laughs> it is time-consuming. Uh, so this will, you can only do this once a week. It takes a certain portion of your time the whole week. And, which makes sense, I think. This is a multi-day dig. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> in the Arby's. I said that offhand as a joke, but I'm happy we're here. Uh, you know better than to provide me with a joke. I know, you're right. Uh, so, delve deeper. Uh, when you spend time poring over something or plumbing its secrets, roll plus research. On a 10 plus, ask three questions from the list below. On a 7 to 9, ask one. So I'll have you roll first. I hope plumbing is uninvolved. Hey, a 10. Oh, and what's your research? Plus zero. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you may ask me, three questions from this from the following what's the history here who do i know who might have a vested interest in this what sort of people that i don't know might have a vested interest in this what here is not as it appears to be and what could i use this for Mm -hmm. okay so i know the history so my three questions i i will start with the first one who do i know who might have a vested interest in this yeah I think that Tim, your current and former uh, chief of your department, um, I think he was doing some research mm-hmm. into the dark past of the fast food industry mm-hmm. when he disappeared. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that Tim, were he here today, mm-hmm. wherever Tim is, mm-hmm. would have a vested interest in this. I also, before we get too deep into these questions, uh, I think you should add to your list of research topics where the RBQ went. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will add this, but yeah. um, back to the questions. Uh, because this, I don't really have to write that question down to rem- that research topic down to remember it because it is actually an like authentically <laughs> as a human one well, of my deep questions. Research topics are also a mechanic in the game okay. uh, where instead of asking questions, you can tick research boxes. Mm-hmm. Which when you get to a full uh, research track, then you get to uh, publish. Ah, uh, okay. Um, what sort of people I don't know might have an interest in the disappearance of the RPG. Yeah. I think there are organizations, shadow organizations in this world that have only been spoken of in whispers throughout the annals of history. <laughs> That's, it's not, it's a word. I know it is. <laughs> Isn't it annals? Is it, is it, it annals? Not it annals? is. Okay. Yes. There's two ends. Anals of history. I mean, we were delving into the plumbing, but that's anyway, true. Go ahead. Um, that have only been spoken of in whispers throughout the annals of history. The Knights Templar. <laughs> <laughs> you, you. Here's my description. While you're digging underneath this Arby's, you find a. You find like an old, like a box, like like the, they have like those cardboard boxes that the sandwiches come in that the RBQ once came in. You find a box buried in the concrete underneath this building. You crack it open gently, gingerly, because it's this is an old, ancient bit of cardboard. This could fall to dust in your hands in a matter of seconds if you're not careful. You crack it open, and there is no sandwich within, but there's just that that unavoidable squirt of sauce there in the sides that it's dried. And you like take a flake off and you, you taste test it, and it's barbecue sauce. There was once an barbecue sandwich in this very box. And you see on the back, on the reverse side, it's been stamped with a symbol for the Knights Templar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love where this is taking us. <laughs> I love that I'm going to end up on the Isle of Malta at one point in this story. It's going to be very good. I, my head just immediately, when you have uh, this Department of Artifacts character, uh, it's just very national treasure for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a mix of national treasure and Indiana. Treasure. Yeah. So, uh, do you have a third question, or do you want to tick a box of research? Either's fine. Mm-hmm. I want another question. Yeah. What here is not as it appears to be? Yes. You break through... The, you, you just you already come into the corner of a basement part of this Arby's and you break through that hole a little bit wider now that you don't have your different uh, artifacts you know talking to you telling you what to do you're ignoring them you you break away bits of concrete and stone uh, you have like a, a pick that you're using to just dig a little bit deeper uh, you're living up to your reputation of being very dusty right now as you're covered in all sorts of gunk from this dig and as the employees up above are locking the doors behind them and leaving for the night, you break through into what you believed originally was a basement of some kind for this building. And 
as you widen the hole wide enough, you fall through um, in a controlled fall. You enter this space that was beneath, and there's a set of stairs beyond you that seem to go up into the back part of the building. So you know that this is indeed some kind of basement to the Arby's, but you look along the side and it's dimly lit. You have maybe a headlamp or something that you've you've put on to, to help light your way. Or you're holding up your phone. I don't know. Do you have a, hold up a phone light? Do you have a lantern? Like, admittedly, you're kind of a Luddite, so. Yeah, yeah, very much a Luddite. So, like, I would have, like, I love the idea of him just carrying stuff for, like, an actual torch like, yeah. that you set on fire. <laughs> yeah, you set on, you turn, you set on a actual torch before hopping down in here. Yes. You hold up your, your flame flickering along the walls, and you see that there's an opening, a doorway in here, in this room. Uh, and you walk through it, and this Arby's is connected to the access tunnels and catacombs beneath Pig Smoke. Mm. This Arby's is directly connected to the university. Dun dun dun! I I have half a mind to have Maya just randomly walk through that door and go, "Oh hi!" <laughs> 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 oh, I would love that. You found my hideaway. <laughs> uh, do we want to canonize that? We can canonize Please, that. Please, yes. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, in a jump scare, Maya shows up in the torchlight. <laughs> yeah, I just like abruptly open one of the doors. I'm like, oh, hi, Liam. <laughs> just taking my cat for a walk. <laughs> Liam nearly has a heart attack. <laughs> like he falls over. But uh, once he is recovered, he will talk with Maya about this thing that we've discussed many, many, many times about the disappearance of the RPQ and how it consumes him. Um, as you're recovering, uh, Butterscotch, my cat, also walks through the door with, and he's got uh, he's got a little sweater vest on, and he's hooked up to a chest harness that I'm holding the leash of. So good. Oh my goodness, what is the sweater? Like, what's on the sweater? Is it tiny it's, humans? Uh, it's a cable cat? knit, so it's got little spirals down the front mm-hmm. of it. Oh, so he looks like he's, like, from a 90s sitcom. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. I'm excited. Excellent. Uh, I want to cut that scene there. That happens, you know, I, this is a, a lengthy action. So, like, I like the idea of uh, while you're doing this dig, uh, animation style, there's, like, a scene transition of the sun passing and the light changing as you're, like, doing a digging in the earth. In the middle of this Arby's, there's like customers walking around above, like, <laughs> looking down, but not really engaging. Because it's Arby's. Yeah. And then yeah. eventually you broke through and then yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the scene that occurred occurred. Um, so at some point during that week. <laughs> you brought this up on you. I sure did. Um, <laughs> Hiya. MC David here with your mid-roll break. This episode is one where we plant and nurture a variety of fun little story seeds, and it's proof that no amount of planning can prepare you for where the story actually takes you. Because sometimes it takes you to Arby's. (laughs) Speaking of, if you want to hear my slow descent into madness in full, you should join our Patreon. For only three buckaroonies a month, you can get all of our bloopers and outtakes that don't make the final episode. And there's already nearly two hours of extra content for pig smoke there.
or no money at all, you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook for show updates, or join us in the Cast Junkie Discord server, where our cast and many other great shows and fans gather to chat and have a good time. One show you can find there is Monster Hour. We've talked about them before. They've got a full season of some of the best Monster of the Week content out there, and they just started a season two with an entirely new system that their keeper, Quinn, wrote. It's called Absurdia, and it's a delightful game of absurd humor and surreal horror inspired by Welcome to Night Vale, Alice in Wonderland, Gravity Falls, and The Twilight Zone. I have it on my docket to play very soon, and we might even sneak it into our show at some point. Who's to say? But for now, you can hear the absolute chaos they're getting up over to there on the Monster Hour feed. Check out their promo at the end of our episode today for a little taste. For now, let's get you back to campus. We've got some chaos of our own for you. Bye for now. Let's talk to uh, let's talk to Woody next. So Woody, well, we're we're rewinding in time a little bit. You leave the meeting with the dean. Where do you go? What do you do? You're of course finals are coming up. You have students that need teaching. You have grading that needs to be done. You have a TA. You probably have appointments with. You also could go and do absolutely none of those things. But I, I leave it to you. What do you do? Um, Woody heads back to the Department of Mindbending to gather a few things in his office space and review a few class notes because it is coming time to teach one of the final classes in Trojan Horse Morphology. One of the final and key lessons that students will need to understand to pass this class is how to make true friends. You must create a problem and also provide the solution. (laughs) <laughs> it's like pushing someone over and going ha saved you well catching them yes yeah sure so then you're working on your your teaching notes then for the class so gathering them and then heading to the class okay so are you heading to teach yes okay uh then when you teach a lecture or seminar uh you're going to be rolling plus charisma um and then 10 plus everything goes according to plan you mark experience Seven to nine, you still mark experience, but one of your students will visit your office with a complication or difficult question. Okay. So rolling 2d6 for the teaching of the lesson on how to make true friends. Uh, So yeah, if you're going to teach, go ahead and roll charisma. Six. One and a six. Plus plus your charisma. That makes it a seven. And then, hey, that makes it not a miss. Uh, So in a seven to nine, mark experience. Go ahead and do that. But uh, one of your students will visit your office with a complication or a difficult question. And if you don't sort them out, the resulting stress or complaints will cause you to mark a burnout box. So you teach uh, Trojan Horse Morthology. You you have this week, and then you have one more week of classes, and then it's finals week, right? So in this week, are you still teaching new material, or are you reviewing already? So this is the last new material. Okay, so this is the last unit then. What is the last unit of Trojan Horse Morphology about? How to make true friends. You must create a problem for someone while also creating the solution that you'll provide for them, instilling in them a true feeling of reliability and companionship. So after you teach the class, uh, is this, well, let me ask, is this a lecture hall class to like hundreds of students? Or is this a class that has like two students? Or is this a class that has something in between? 
13. 13 students. All right. Uh, so there are 13 students in uh, Trojan Horse Morphology. Uh, <laughs> what a name. Uh, now, another question as I'm just fleshing out who I'm going to bring to you. Uh, is this a freshman class? Uh, is this an intermediate sort of sophomore junior class? Or is this like a capstone course? Well, it's definitely not the base level class. So the base level class is appealing rhetorics. The capstone class is alternative tactics. This would be like your um, typical sophomore class or late bloomer junior. Okay. So this is somebody either finishing out their minor or somebody who's uh, here for the major and here for the long haul. Yep. Okay. So you teach this class in the afternoon. You've been on this topic all week. I think it's like towards the end of the week after you've met with the dean. Um, You've been teaching this course. And two things have happened during this week. One, uh, normally helping out with managing that class and also with managing the grading of the work, which has certainly been underway uh, here towards the end of the semester. Um, Normally, you would have uh, Burton, your TA, helping with that. Um, But Burton has been there for the classes, but then directly after the period is over, rather than returning to your office to help out with grading or taking things back to their own, um, they've just kind of like vanished after class. And here at the end of the week, they tell you right before the class starts when they arrive to help you with it. I think you go to talk to them about like the fact that they haven't been helping you with the, the work. And before you can even mention that to them, they ask to talk to you in your office after this class is over. So the class finishes and you head back to your office, Burton and tow. You're kind of curious, of course, as to what they have going on. Um, but before you can get into that discussion, I think you've just arrived back at your office and one of the students from the class has caught up with you. Um, I think they're, I have to pick a, we're going to have to pick a name and a voice for this person. Um, an attitude. How do they feel about you? Lassie. Lassie. A dog runs up to you. <laughs> this dog has been auditing your course. I'm sorry, this is this is the bit now. Uh, the dog has been audit- Lassie has been auditing your course now for uh, like they're, they're doing it. This isn't even for grade, right? Like they're, they've been auditing this. They've been paying for the course, but they they aren't taking a grade for it. They're just like uh, an interested dog in the community uh, who's always wanted to learn about Trojan horse morphology. Uh, and this topic about making friends by creating problems for them and then solving this is just really not uh, working for them, right? It's cat propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so Lassie trots up. Uh, Lassie is a golden retriever. Um, is La- in the story is Lassie a golden retriever? That's right. Yeah. Uh, Lassie's a golden, uh, long luscious locks, and she trots up to your office. She she has a little uh, backpack. Uh, you're not really sure how she gets in and out of it. You haven't like watched in class when that happens, but she also has like a tablet in there that she uses during class. It's crazy. Um, crazy how dogs do that. And she trots up to you uh, and she woofs loudly uh, in the hall behind you before finally, like after grabbing your attention. Uh, is this a dog who talks or is this just going to be an interaction with a dog? I feel like a small woman with glasses should follow the dog. <laughs> 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 shit now i have to include that bit <laughs> uh in case i don't uh this is david telling the audience that in the blooper reels which you should join as a patron and go and listen to th- we had a joke about if uh there was a student or somebody on a campus who spoke in languages unintelligible to 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 folks 
uh, that they would have an interpreter who's a small woman with glasses who then speaks for them. That was in like regards to some sort of eldritch horror. Uh, but I guess here, yes. Uh, <laughs> in the same way that a human might have a companion uh, of a dog in a classroom for support reasons, uh, this dog has a human in the classroom <laughs> to support them. There's so many layers a of ring good of, here. Of poop bags. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you got to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so Lassie runs up with uh, with her interpreter behind, who I guess, according to our previous description, is a small woman with glasses. Uh, that's the only description we're going to give her. Uh, she comes up and Lassie woofs excitedly. Um, and the woman adjusts her glasses. Um, um, Mr. Temp- uh, Dr. Templeton? Lassie has a few questions for you about your most recent set of lessons. Um, can we come into your office? I, I think she wishes to use the whiteboard. Certainly. <laughs> you open the door, and uh, Lassie and, and her interpreter uh, go into your classroom. This is a conversation with a dog. This is where we're at in this game now. Uh, uh, Lassie immediately goes over to your whiteboard, and with surprising mouth dexterity, grabs one of the markers from a little hanger on the bottom of the board, pops off the lid with, like, her tongue, and then spins the marker around and begins to draw on the board. It's like a rough approximation of the Trojan horse symbol uh, that you drew, like the diagram that you drew in class, that on the outside of it, you have labeled aid and companionship. And then on the inside of the Trojan horse, you have friendship and like it's underlined and stuff. Uh, And after drawing your diagram on the board, Lassie spits the marker out on the floor uh, and then whoops, you know, barks, barks excitedly a few more times. And her interpreter again adjusts her glasses. Um, so she was having some difficulty with um, how you've defined this. It seems that in order to create a friend, uh, and and last is it? Yeah. Uh, in order to create a friend, you have to first cause problems for them. Uh, this isn't really getting through. Lassie doesn't really understand this concept. Why would you cause problems for a friend? So is my job now to just explain the lesson? Uh, so. What, what's here is, so they visited your office with a complication or a difficult question. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't sort them out, the resulting stress or complaints will cause you to mark a burnout box. Right. So this is just a conversation. So you need to, to this dog's satisfaction, you have to explain why causing problems for a friend is a good thing or a necessary thing. <sighs> okay. Lassie's been in your class all semester. Right. That's where I'm like... They've completed all of their homework on time without eating any of it. Gosh. Bravo. Well, well, well placed. Are you making your Trojan horse diagram over there? Oh, it's already made. Okay. <laughs> I made it while you were talking about it. <laughs> it just stick people inside. It's so good. I'm, I'm trying to think about, like, all of the semester history that you just referenced and how that plays into making this a fulfilling answer. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, Lassie, what we need to do is, like I say every day in class, to go forward, we must go backward to go forward. All right. You're tracking me now. Now, let me continue. Lassie barks quizzically. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me the last time that you went to a dinner with a friend that you enjoyed? Uh, Lassie barks excitedly, uh, and her interpreter. Oh, uh, well, y- yes, of course. Uh, 
just the other day, she was eating along with uh, her friend Sarah, and, and they were having a, a great time. Fabulous. Now, could you tell me a time where you were going to eat dinner with somebody, and they stood you up? And Lassie barks again, this time, like, shaking her head from side to side. Uh, no. People generally like to have uh, dinner with Lassie. And Lassie barks a few more times. Is that something that's happened to you before, Woody? Now, Lassie, as you might know, I do my best to not bring in personal examples to class. But as it feels relevant here, this was, say, 10 years ago on a sunny day in June. Actually, Lassie barks a few times. Oh, she she rather likes sunny days in June. What day is this, actually? (laughs) Are you looking up a real (laughs) event? Oh, man. (laughs) This is where we are now. This will take me just a second. Uh Uh-huh. July 9th. (laughs) Okay, so it's a sunny day in July. (laughs) This was a sunny day in July. July 9th, to be specific. Chick-fil-A Cow Appreciation Day. Where if you dress up like a cow, you get a free chicken sandwich. Do you like chicken, Lassie? She barks excitedly. As do I. The interpreter nods. Or I did. We had set up an agreement between some of my co-workers to go and receive free chicken sandwiches dressed as cows. I spent all day preparing my cow suit. She's staring at you, wrapped. I apologize. All day. And then... I got a notification that we as a group were no longer going to be going to get free chicken sandwiches. Lastly, I stayed home that day. I was on Twitter. And my friends in their cow suits posted a picture getting free chicken sandwiches. She barks like super mad, like very upset. And and she says, oh, uh, Lassie is filled with indignation on your behalf, Woody. That's, that's absurd. Those are not true friends. So Lassie, what I am trying to explain here is that you value loyalty above all else. And people are only truly loyal when they cannot be offered a better opportunity without you. You must be truly reliable, a true companion, that it would be the wrong situation, the wrong time and place, if you were not there. Uh, and Lassie, like, barks, barks a little bit, nods with understanding, and, and her interpreter, oh, yeah, she, she understands, like, loyalty, true companionship, absolutely. These are the ideals to strive for. Um, so... Are what you're saying then that the problem you create for your friend in order to solve it for them is just a way to show your love to them? Yes, but it should also be noted that you are instilling a feel of indebtedness, a feeling of they cling to you because they know that you are the solution provider that has made them a better person or a stronger person as they go through this journey of life. Lassie barks and, and the interpreter says, well, 
thank you for explaining that. I'm sure that Lassie will uh, be able to answer it to your satisfaction on the final. Praise be, praise be. Uh, and they head out of the room, Lassie wagging her tail excitedly uh, as as they leave. Uh, Burton steps out of the hallway where he was waiting, because it's a small room and that many bodies in there. It doesn't make much sense. Uh, so Burton steps in. Yeah. Uh, so, Dr. Templeton, I was kind of listening to all of that, and isn't that still kind of rude? Well, yes. Or, like, manipulative? Precisely, Burton. What I am trying to help your matter-of-the-fact science brain to see is that there comes a time where psychology and mind games serve a better purpose than a drug or a prescription or a caveman thump on the head. Violence, when used mentally, is better than when violence is used physically. So you hit your friends otherwise? Anyway, I I don't want to talk about all that, Dr. Templeton. I just wanted to iron out some details for the coming weeks. Uh, I kind of need the next two weeks off. I've got, like, a family thing. I know that, like, this is a busy time of year and there's a lot of students need help in advance of the finals and there's lots of grading to do but I think you can probably handle all that on your own I just I really gotta go take care of this family thing so Woody is clearly unpleased as he draws his fingers together I'm trying to figure out, like, what moves do I have here? Not necessarily, like, moves, but just, like, this is a fun complication. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could always try to schmooze or scathe or otherwise manipulate him that way. Um, okay, so I think I'm going conversation and then potentially scathe since you recommended it. I, I recommend nothing. I'm just exposing your options to you. So tell me, Burton, would you be available... To stay maybe one more week or FaceTime, Skype, or some type of notification app conferencing? Uh, not really. I kind of just gotta go, like, tomorrow and then just be gone for two weeks, maybe longer. Burton, bear with me here. But I have invested years, hours of my life into helping you see what your potential and true unlocked mental power could be in this world. You have given me much pushback in these years. While I understand the gravity of your request, I do not necessarily appreciate the notification, timeliness, 
or really understand if you know what type of pickle this puts me into. The grading that is about to occur in the coming weeks is going to be immense. The enrollment issue that we face in this department and university is also severe. It is imperative. Dare I say it? A larger word than I have in my vernacular because I am enraged right now that I am completely prepared to bring my full and undivided attention to the issues at hand in preparing for Pig Smoke's Piglet Day. If I am not ready for Piglet Day, we are not ready as a department. And if we are not ready as a department, we are not ready as a class. And if we are not ready as a class, then Burton, what are we all here for? Roll. One and a two. Did she guess right? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what am I rolling with? Uh, this is plus charisma. Okay, so plus charisma is one, so that is a two and a five, plus one, eight. Eight. So on a seven to nine, the target of your ire has to choose one of the above, cringe or cower, flee or presence, give you something they think you want, but someone important witnesses or learns of your rudeness. They are not pleased. Is it the dog? <laughs> <laughs> Did Lassie come back in? Oh, no! Uh, if I don't think of a better one, maybe. <laughs> that is good and sad. <laughs> um, yeah, Burton kind of shrinks before you as as Woody grows in frame. Uh, as you, you yell about what he's contributed and what you're trying to do for him and what you're trying to do for the department. And he shrinks back. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Dr. Templeton, I... I I really gotta uh do this thing. I'm uh spit it out. Uh is that a horse outside? And then he books it out the door. And I think for for a second because he's he's never seemed so shocked like or surprised in his life. I think you do take a glance out the window. There is no horse. And when you look back, like the door is closing behind him. And though you're upset, are you for a moment proud that he used misdirection like you've taught in your classes? How do, how do, how do I describe this? Woody, Woody mutters to himself, well played, well played. But at the same time is taken up by thoughts of what do I do now in the planning for Piglet Day? and the preparation of the final and all of the grading that that will consume as Burton has been an instrumental factor in the preparation for big academic days such as finals. Yeah, uh, you you step over to the window thinking about the problem you're in. I think maybe since your attention was drawn to it by the lack of a horse there, uh, you go and look out the window and you mostly look out over across the street, uh, and the just across the street is uh, Whitmore Hall. I would also say that the windows aren't <laughs> open since it's a fairly nice weather day. Yeah. And being in the Department of Mind Bending, which used to be a parking garage, mm-hmm. the building was not built for ventilation, and so windows are one of your better friends in this department. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you are standing there by the window. You have it open. The air is coming in from outside. Um, 
And looking down below, uh, you see the assistant dean had been walking past while you had this conversation. And the bees around her head buzz much more angrily, much more agitated uh, than when you were you were in her office previously, or when, when you were in the office with her previously, in the dean's office. And she looks up at you with her coal eyes and just shakes her head slowly from side to side and then walks off. Meanwhile. Look at me. <laughs> hey, Maya. Hey. So after you left the dean's office uh, with the pillow, of course, uh, the dean like turned their back for a second and then <laughs> you just like popped up, <laughs> walked out. <laughs> what, what have you been doing this week? Uh, this week, I have left a lot of my preparation tasks to my other uh, friends, <laughs> my army, <laughs> my my staff, yes, your staff, <laughs> my personal staff, personal staff. Uh, so they're doing a lot of that and having fun with that. Whereas I am going to my bigger, more important projects that demand a lot more of my time, and so. I just pretty much go back home because there's nothing else specifically on campus that I need. Mm -hmm. So I end up going back home, which happens to be the graveyard right outside of the campus. Oh, fun. Um, Technically, they own the property now because the the family that used to live there is now deceased. Mm -hmm. And so they just kind of have the plot of land there. Uh, And they're like, hey, you want both resources and some privacy? So they just let me have the house. Um, it is very run down. Mm-hmm. It is made of stones that are falling apart, and it's got ivy and moss all around it. Mm-hmm. It's very structurally unsound on the outside, but the inside has enough uh, renovations done to it where it's not going to cave in at any moment. Mm-hmm. But it is still powered by a wood stove, like that kind of old. Um, so I go back there, toss the pillow uh, next to the fireplace with a bunch of other pillows, yeah, that, all the other pillows. <laughs> that, that I had collected over time. Uh, and I head back down to my basement. So uh, you are going to continue some research down there? I, yes, I I'm, I'm going to continue the singular project that I had for that day that I was doing this morning. Gotcha. So um, if you would like then to continue your research uh, in your house uh, that sounds to me like a delve deeper that sounds to me like you digging into this topic that you've started to research the night before um this is a time-consuming one so we'll sort of narrate it happening over time uh, this isn't just going to be something you just do that day right this will be something you do across that week mm-hmm. um so what are you doing what is your research that you're conducting i am currently splicing together different organs to see if it uh, if I can utilize it in a different way or if the property changes. Um, Interesting. Meanwhile, I do not have a medical degree, so this is just me freeballing it. <laughs> you have, yeah, you don't have a medical degree. You have a necromancy degree. It's different. <laughs> uh, okay, very fun. Uh, so uh, is that is what you're doing then a very practical study you're just connecting organs and then reanimating them and seeing how they how they go yeah because i don't really have any any assigned research tools or Mm -hmm. technical knowledge about putting these organs together because i'm all about using organs that are already whole and then putting them in things whereas this time i'm like 
But I wonder if you put like a liver and a kidney together, what would that do? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's uh, roll plus research. Well, all right. Give me two dice six. Okay. Got a four and a two plus one. Is that seven? Seven. You know, seven is the most common number. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Don't you start. I will. Uh, so it's a seven to nine. So with a seven to nine, uh, you get to ask one. Or in this case, instead of asking one, you could declare something you've learned from your topic and start that track. I think it's funnier if I ask a question. Yeah, ask a question. <laughs> what could I use this for? What's the point of splicing together various <laughs> organs? Um... I mean, first off, that's the point of research. But as you're conducting this research, um, I think you, I think, like, yeah, partway through the week, you've been like chopping up organs and sewing them together and reanimating them and seeing what they do and how they work and, and doing all these tests. And like, yeah, it's like middle of the night on Thursday that week. And you stop, lean back your strawberry apron covered in blood. <sighs> What is this good for? <laughs> uh, and I think the thought that comes to you, maybe as an angle to continue to research, is if you take a liver and another liver and another liver, what happens if you make like a super liver? How much alcohol could someone drink then? If, if you take a spleen and an appendix, how useless can you make an organ? Uh, I, I don't know. What does a spleen do? Is spleen useful? Can I sell this? <laughs> what uh, fun names can I come up with by combining organs? The spleen the had something to do with... I feel like it's one of the more the, useless ones. The immune system and... The appendix? The mm-hmm. processing of... Applending? Yeah, you're on the right track. Uh, spleen acts... Spleen acts as a blood filter and plays an important role in regard to red blood cells and the immune system. Mm. Okay. So yeah, I no, I think that what could this what could I use this for? Oh, you could sell this. Yeah, you could sell this. You could sell somebody a better spleen. A better hybrid. Yeah. Like more organs is more health, right? <laughs> yeah, you can sell this. Make people more human. Such plentiful organs. <laughs> build a better liver. It's build a bear workshop, but for organs. Exactly. You get me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what you you research, and that's what you discover. I foresee no consequences. <laughs> um, so Maya, it's like midday on Friday of that same week. You've been working on this the entire time, pretty much nonstop. Uh, you again, you've had you have your undead taking care of some of your other business for the week, and of course you have a TA, uh, your cat, who can teach your classes from time to time. So this week's been covered thanks to Butterscotch's help and your. Army? Staff. Staff. My staff. Your staff. Um, So you've been conducting your research and you're like exploring the monetization possible with uh, this research you're conducting, which is always a good way to secure more funding, I'll say. Um, When you hear a knock at the top of your cellar stairs, like a knock at the door, and then the door just like being opened uh, as your... May I add... Uh, because of this, um, yeah. I actually, so the the project I underwent when I first got the house was I revived both of the of the groundskeepers <laughs> that uh, used to live in this house. 
So they're both technically my butlers up top. Like they'll yes. answer the door and like make my food and stuff like oh, that. Goodness. So they're they're my maids. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they they'll probably escort whomever downstairs. One of them opened the door at the top, and they of course announced them for you by going. Yeah, come on down. Uh, and you hear foots on the stairs. Uh, and of course, right there, uh, as they often pop in uh, unexpectedly while you're doing your research, is your department chair, uh, Skeletor, Dr. Skeletor, PhD. Uh, and he says, Maya, hey. how's the research? Oh, looks interesting. Such plentiful organs. <laughs> it got a little slimy, but it's pretty good. Oh, well. I have need of your assistance with a matter. Are you free? Yeah, what's up? Yes, so Maya, 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 bright, so bright. Well, I have a bit of an announcement to make in advance of Piglet Day, and I wish to announce it that day, and I need you there for it. All right, but real quick, hold this. <laughs> she puts like a chain link of stitched together stomachs, like of five stomachs. Like it looks like a little caterpillar. Just lets him hold it. Yeah, he takes one end of it. It squishes in his hands. Uh, he seems totally non perturbed uh, as you're like continuing sewing up the end on the other. Well, uh, I would be very much delighted if you could join me then. Uh, for you see, I'm going to be naming you as the new chair of the department. Uh, she ends up dropping her end of the stomach, so all of it just kind of slinkies out of his hand <laughs> and just splats on the ground and rolls away. <laughs> so she's just holding her needle and thread, uh, or uh, dental floss, needle and dental floss. And she's like, wait, what? Yes, I will be nominating, well, I will be naming you as the new chair of the Department of Life and Death, Maya Bright. Dr. Maya Bright, PhD. But then what are you going to do? I'm retiring. You can't do that. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh I want you here. Well, you can come and visit me in my new position. I'm going to go to Venice and become a gondolier. <laughs> I want one of those little hats and to push the boats along the river. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're going to be so cute. It is my dream. It has gone long unfulfilled, but it is time for me to retire. I have found, of course, a suitable replacement. Far be it from me, sir, to keep you from your dream. I... Can you hold this again? Oh, yes. Ooh. <laughs> he, like, takes a little bite. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta eat your dinner first. Oh, I, I don't want to spoil that, do I? I'm having an entire cow. <laughs> well, this is way better than the cow because this got five stomachs. That is superior to I. I've heard tell that cows have four stomachs. I know, right? It's a fifth stomach in my in my hands. Oh. More likely than you think. Of course, <laughs> Maya. With this position, uh, it will uh, be fairly busy. Of course, uh, being the chair of a department takes a lot of effort, and that will mean you'll have to draw back on your research quite a bit. Um, so first of all, no. Well, the thing is, you're becoming the chair. I, well, wait, I'm becoming the chair? Not in a weird Or do way. I, like, get a chair? <laughs> or, like, where's the chair coming from? Do I need to build one? I could totally build one. 
Yes. You should build yourself a chair. Can I make it a, a rocking horse? Yes. Made out of real horse parts? Yeah, of course. I believe such a feat would be perfect to adorn your new office as the chair of the Department of Life and Death. It'll even neigh when you pet its mane. <laughs> this is horrifying. <laughs> but also it's a horse, so I'm here for it. Uh, hey, Butterscotch. Yeah. <laughs> What's hey, the... I'm becoming a chair. Like, to sit in? Yeah, I think so. Oh. You do it to me all the time. Yeah, I'm I'm on board for this. Yeah, I think I am too. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, I'm delighted to hear that. I will be, of course, announcing you. Uh, and the reason why I want to do this on Piglet Day is rather than announce to these students, these potential fodder to sprinkle in our department rather than announce myself as the chair and then they'll come expecting that in the fall. Uh, I'd much rather introduce our new wonderful chair, Dr. Maya Bright. You know, so that they know who to come to when they've got problems. Not me, I'll be a gondolier in Venice. So you're not even going to finish out the year? You won't be here for finals? Oh, I'll be here through the end of the semester, but then I'm off. <laughs> Oh, all right. We'll have to throw a, a special go-away party for you then. Do you want to do another skeleton dance? Do I please say yes, to, please say yes. Do I want yes. to do another skeleton dance? I've already summoned some skeletons in preparation <laughs> of the skeleton dance. So excited! Well, uh, I will file all the paperwork on your behalf, and by that I mean I already have, and you will become the new master of Department of Life and Death. That's a new title I'm working on. Ooh, do I get a cool plaque? Uh, yeah, sure. I won't be here. I'm going to be in Venice pushing those boats <laughs> along the canals, baby. Wow. Send me pictures. FaceTime me. Oh, <laughs> you know I can't FaceTime. I don't have a face. <laughs> uh, and Skeletor leaves. <laughs> That's where I was hoping that would end. So good. <laughs> such Free stream. <laughs> uh... So you've been told uh, that you're going to be made the chair of the department, uh, but that will come with some drawbacks to your research. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so, so once that's sort of settled in for Maya, uh, as you stand there in front of this five chain of stomachs, <laughs> just sewing on a sixth, <laughs> um, how does Maya feel? Uh, she's already forgotten. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's al already completely focused back onto the stomachs as she in her head is only thinking about how how surprised these cows are going to be when she shows them up. <laughs> gonna, I love that. I'm going to fucking show those cows. <laughs> I'm going to teach them a lesson. How's this for sausage link? <laughs> <laughs>
Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour, an actual play podcast about weird heroes, found family, and the stories you make when you go off the rails. Step through the looking glass and into our Season 2 game of Absurdia, a modern fantasy role-playing game about the absurd humor and understated horror of everyday life. Join Demi-Ghost lifestyle blogger Claire Claremont. I do terrify people in town quite often. Community radio host Duncan Oliver. Investigative, friendly, a little flirty. And woebegotten time traveler Max. The time cat is the reason I got unstuck from time. As they navigate the surreal suburban town of somewhere. The Screaming Fog. Oh, shit. The City Council. Praise be. I don't even refer to them by name. I don't want to give them that kind of power. Bus is sentient. Bus is alive. Bus is forever. A leviathan of steel and tinted glass. Run! Run! If you're a fan of Welcome to Night Vale, Alice in Wonderland, or Gravity Falls, you'll love Season 2 of Monster Hour. New episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts.